0: On my show today, I was very lucky to uh, speak to a man who had one of the most controversial op-eds in the New York Times that started the new year. It was called, This is Your Brain on Drugs, written by Mike Mayles, a senior researcher at the Center on Juvenile and Criminal Justice. And I was shocked by his opinion article uh, in it, he said, despite all the headlines we see about uh, politicians who are trying to save our children from drugs and and all the you know things we've got to do so that teenagers don't get in trouble, Mike said, you know what? Take a breath here, but it's not really teenagers who are going so wild. It's their parents. It's uh, the the graying baby boomers who've become America's fastest-growing crime scourge. Mike, welcome to our show, and tell me, what are you talking about? How could I possibly have not known this
1: before? Well, there just hasn't been a whole lot of publicity about it. I mean... (laughs) Uh, The image of baby boomers is we had our wild times back in the 60s and 70s, and we're all over it now, and we've settled down, and we're good conservative Republicans, and we don't do any of that stuff anymore. And that's true for a lot of people, uh, but for a huge chunk of the baby boom generation, there are serious problems with heroin, with cocaine, with alcohol, uh, with a lot of dangerous drugs, and part of that results from a legacy of 60s problems that were never treated Uh, And we see that especially and tragically among uh, Vietnam veterans. And then there's a whole new segment, which I call the Rush Limbaugh problem, Yes, who uh, took up drugs in middle age for whatever reason uh, and became uh, addicted, in his case, to to, uh, prescription OxyContin. So baby boomers have actually far eclipsed teenagers as the nation's drug problem in terms of overdoses and hospital emergency cases and even crime related to drugs, and this is very unusual for a middle aged population.
0: It sure is. Uh, I have to quote something from your story that just blew me away. You said, according to an index of the California Department of Drug and Alcohol, The biggest contributors to California's drug abuse, death and injury toll are educated, middle-aged women living in the Central Valley and rural areas, while on the other hand, the fastest declining, lowest risk populations are urban black and Latino teenagers. That's exactly the opposite of what you would believe from picking up any newspaper or watching television.
1: It's exactly the opposite. I don't understand how we've gotten so screwed up in our perceptions of this. And I have to clarify that a little bit. What I said was, at least what I hope I wrote on when (laughs) I came out, is uh, that middle-aged women living in the Central Valley, highly educated middle-aged women, are the biggest contributors to the increase in drug problems that we've seen. Men are still the biggest problem. I mean, men are the biggest problem in just about everything, as we know. And as far as drug abuse goes, this is, the, this is where a lot of the increases come, is in this particular population. There's so special,
0: they're, like, they're you know. like the hot, rising tem- yeah. temperature
1: group. Exactly, exactly. And this is not a population you would expect. Mm-hmm. And it leads to whole different pathways to thinking about drug abuse and what the problem of drug abuse is and how people acquire drug abuse problems. And on the other side of the coin, we think of inner city black Latino teenagers as being the worst problem, and they're often portrayed as being, you know, drug scourged generation even by a lot of black leaders who I think should know better. Uh, And actually this population, black and Latino teenagers in California have among the lowest drug abuse problems in terms of deaths or hospital emergencies or suicides of any population I can find in the world.
0: Well, that is so interesting. When I read the story, I quickly emailed and called you. And I said that I see the same kind of sanctimonious posturing in terms of teenagers about sexuality, as you have been studying in particular about drugs. We're always hearing about, you know, these teenage welfare queens are just popping out the babies right. when in fact right. the woman most likely to have an out of wedlock birth is in her 30s is white is educated and so on and so on. In fact, I was one of those those yeah. women. I'm a poster child for the the single mom who did it in her 30s, not when she was a teenager. And it seems like I mean, this whole drugs and sex thing, they're just the, the, the twin package, the twin titillation package when it comes to persecuting teenagers for being the, the fount of all that's wrong.
1: Well, and I think that this is one of the reasons the United States is known worldwide and as a country that's really afflicted with a lot of social problems that we're unable to, we seem unable to address. Other countries have, of course, not solved them, but they've made a lot more progress against things such as addiction and alcohol abuse and violent crime and things like that. The, the other Western countries don't have nearly the problems we have. And I think the fact that we can beat up so easily on our teenagers, and especially on teenagers of minority races in the United States, and we're allowed to do that, we're allowed to lie about them, we're allowed to make up problems, and we're allowed to excuse ourselves for having worse problems, really gets in the way of solving those problems that we do have.